Welcome back to Mortuary Mayhem, a podcast by funeral service professionals for funeral service professionals, where any day above ground is a good one. Welcome back, folks. We have some really exciting news uh, to tell you, and our big announcement is going to open doors and break down barriers to education. So sitting with me today, I have the president of Cape Cod Community College, Dr. John Cox. President Cox, let's introduce you to the podcast and tell our listeners who is President Cox. I'm still working on that one, Dan. You know, it, it for our audience, it would be interesting if you could just visualize where we are here sitting around the table. And as we're, we're talking and the emotions get a little higher, the excitement gets a little higher for what we're talking about. Dan is literally literally uh, taking his arms and flailing them around just to let off some of that, that energy, which is really associated to what we want to talk about today. Um, having had the privilege of being the president of Cape Cod Community College now for the better part of a decade, I'm really excited with uh, Governor Healy's proposal uh, entitled Mass Reconnect, which is a uh, new uh, financial assistance um, program that the Commonwealth of Massachusetts is looking at rolling out. Hopefully it'll happen for this fall, and it looks like it will, um, basically for students who are 25 years of age or older under this scenario if you fill out your FAFSA form, that's that, that free assistance, the financial assistance form to support your education that goes to the federal government. You fill that out. You send that in to the Department of Education. You get the feedback on what the expected family contribution is for you. We then have a number on... Um, on what financial aid would be available prior to Mass Reconnect, and then we're looking at a system where through Mass Reconnect, the Commonwealth of Massachusetts would pay the remaining tuition and fees that you're looking at paying. So effectively, the community college education becomes free for the student who completes the FAFSA form. There are some stipulations here that we have to drill down on a little bit more, and there are still some uh, some unknowns that remain to be clarified through the legislative process that is currently underway. But I would, I would tell you at this particular moment, we know the governor is very supportive of Mass Reconnect. She has included funding for it for next year. The Senate president is 100% behind it, and the Speaker of the House is also there. So Mass Reconnect is going to happen uh, there may be some tweaking with some of the um, administrative requirements that we need to pay attention to moving forward. But basically, I will tell you, we're looking at for the student who is 25 years of age and older, does not have a degree yet. So this would be the, the, the either the first time back at college or you're coming back after stopping out for a while and uh, picking up and, and moving forward. We're looking at taking a minimum of six credits uh, for the semester, and you would be in good academic standing moving forward. So a few pieces here. 
there's some subtleties that, that also need to be worked out that we're waiting for further clarification on. And this is mainly around some of the more specialized programs that have other additional fees attached to them, whether the state will cover those fees completely or not. So I would, I would tell people a little bit of patience on that front. We need to, to clarify the, uh, the specific rules, but we're moving in the right direction. And this is really, truthfully, a game changer for higher education in the Commonwealth, and it's an exciting time. Now, one piece I want to sort of jump ahead to that I know there will be questions about is, you know, what happens if you're 20 years old or you're coming in directly from, from uh, being a high school graduate? Um, we realize the stipulation here is that you're 25 or older, and, and the initial intent was to um, target folks who had been out of school for a while, maybe started and, and stopped out, and, and we want to encourage you to come back and to um, be in a more competitive position for today's world. For those people younger than 25, we're hoping in time that that age requirement will be lowered, and eventually it, it may go away. Um, there are some funding considerations that the state has to be um, attentive to, and that's obviously a piece of the, uh, the process here. Um, but I would say at this point, we encourage everyone, fill out the FAFSA form. Very critical, literally, literally every year, nationwide, there are billions of dollars left in financial aid that are untapped because people do not complete or do not fill out the FAFSA form. It's a critical component to lowering your total cost of higher education. And even if you are in that age bracket below 25, filling out the FAFSA form, I think you'll be surprised with how much financial aid you can actually um, become eligible for. So important part of the process. And again, I would encourage people to continue to pay attention to the Mass Reconnect program as it continues to evolve over the, the next coming months with the legislative action, and then also what happens in terms of as we look to next year, and the likelihood that I, I do believe the state will look at uh, making some uh, modifications to the age requirement. Now this applies to every major, right? There's no restrictions on what you're allowed to study. You could. You could come to the college and do anything you at, want. In, in, in fairness, at this point, I'm not aware of any restrictions. I'm, I'm, I would just put a little caveat to that, that I'm not sure that the deliberations over the higher cost programs have been completed, if there'll be any stipulations, or if there will, there will actually be a cap in terms of how much they will um, spend towards any one program given year. So that, that piece remains to be worked out. But at the very least, we're looking at the tuition component and the general fees. These are the fees traditionally charged every student. Um, it's usually a consolidated fee and sometimes depending on the schools here, we have the technology fee and there's a facilities fee as well that every student would pay and they would be eligible. The question becomes, if you're in the nursing program, for example, funeral service program, where there are specialized fees, will they all be covered completely? And that piece 
we're still waiting for some additional clarity for. No, sounds really exciting uh, and a great opportunity. And I know we have a lot of students that they maybe started somewhere else. They're over 25, they qualify, but they start somewhere else, <clears throat> have a few classes under their belt, and then they come in, they go to another college, they're going to finish out their degree, or maybe they change majors. Uh, would they still qualify if they changed majors, if they changed schools? How does that, how if, does that work? If you have a degree already, you, you would not qualify. Um, if you have started and you don't have a degree, you're, you're able to come back and continue on. Um, and, and that there, there's a good deal of flexibility. The, the public policy point of view here is that the, the Commonwealth wants to encourage people to either return to school after they've been out for a while, complete your degree. It helps raise your competitiveness in the marketplace. It helps, it, it helps raise your awareness of being an engaged member of our community. So there's, there's, a, uh, there, there's a lot of benefit here to continuing on with your education. And also I would add that it's not necessary that you are looking at completing the degree. Certificate programs would be eligible here as well. And you could always, you could begin with a certificate and then decide to complete the degree, the associate's degree, and that would be covered under the reconnect. Yeah, I see this, this is, I mean, this is huge. I mean, this is covering, I think, a lot. I mean, I'm looking at our demographic, our population, and I can see so many single mothers that, you know, raised the kids first, and now they're finally, you know, kids are grown. Now they can go back for a career. Um, I can see, you know, people that started in a, maybe a profession that they didn't need a job, uh, I'm sorry, a college degree originally, or especially your older generation. I mean, exactly. I mean, I know when I came out of college, a bachelor's was what you needed for most jobs, and a few years later, all of a sudden, you turn around and it was like, oh, sorry, you need a master's, you need this. So I think that, um, you know, or an associate's, you know, bachelor's and all that. I think now we have such a demographic that started off where you didn't need a degree to get a job at one point. And now all of a sudden it's, you know, hey, you're going to change careers. Hey, you're going to do something. And all of a sudden you need a minimum of that associate's degree to e either get that or that's your, I mean, college degree that will give you the stepping stone you need to go for those later degrees but i mean I, honestly i'd pay a call if i knew better when i was a student i'd come to a community college and i would have paid i would have uh you know taken the classes at a lower rate before i paid you know exactly, a exactly. Lot more. and and you know th honestly this is this is really an exciting time for higher education because we've had the discussion for so long people are looking at the cost of higher education how how much of a game changer is and, and potentially how much of a burden the debt that goes along with some of these schools and paying the tuition and the fees there, uh, what the long-term implications are on on future graduates or, or people that don't graduate even. And, and uh, you know, the notion of you're looking at sometimes 20, 25 years of student loan payments that can be very substantial and they affect so many of other decisions in life from you know do I get married do I have children do I buy a house do I get a car I mean this is there are long-term implications in your life for the decisions that you make about college and there's I you know 
I recognize the, the piece that this is a long-term investment and it's a, a critical component of your personal success moving forward. But when we look at the broad marketplace and we see what options we have in terms of how much that investment actually costs us on the front end through the community colleges, through the Mass Reconnect program, we now have a way of pushing down the total cost of higher education, basically, depending on the program, to zero out-of-pocket costs for the students with the, the ability for those who are currently 25 and older to have the Commonwealth cover the tuition and the fees. So th this is, again, major game changer, major opportunity. We're, uh, you know, honestly, when we, we project what the implications are on the college, we're still trying to get our arms around that because it, it, it could be quite substantial with the number of people that are eligible in the community to return to college. And, you know, the, the other piece I would tell people that are learning about this for the first time, hearing about it for the first time, it's not that you necessarily have to drop everything and become a full-time student. We have the ability to enable you to progress towards your certificate or your degree as a part-time student. Again, the stipulation under the, the current uh, um, draft um, guidelines would be six credits, so you're effectively taking two classes. But also, the modalities that we offer our courses in at Cape Cod Community College it's not that you necessarily have to come to campus every week through the high flex opportunities that we have on campus, uh, through online opportunities. There are other options to enable you to continue on through the, the logistical aspects. You know, now that we've addressed the cost aspect, let's work on those logistical aspects so that you can make this work, you can balance your studies with the rest of your life. A critical piece here, especially as we get into the, you know, the, the adult 25 and above, sometimes you know, starting families, having career um, responsibilities, other aspects of, of daily living that we have to negotiate around. We at the community college, we traditionally go out of our way to make your education possible. We work with you, we work with your schedule, and we have options to, to make this all possible for your success. I know as an educator, I've always been the, the one that's been cradling the baby in the front of the classroom just so the mother, you know, or father could come to class. And, you know, and that I've always prided myself that because they were able to be in that seat. They were now with high flux. I mean, now we have a lot of them there. You can see them, they're playing with the kid, you know, with one hand and they're, you know, taking notes with the other. And, um, so, I mean, we, we, we have the and, and, and even, it's sort of interesting because if, for those of you who aren't necessarily here around the Cape, um, we have, basically, there are two main bridges that connect the Cape to the mainland, and the one bridge is going through some major maintenance and renovation, and because of that, it's down to a single lane in both directions. So, depending on the time of day that you're traveling to and from, if you're going over the bridge, you may have to add an extra hour. And because of some of the, the options that we have and how we educate, we've been able to adjust around um, students' requirements. And, and uh, 
um, through our HyFlex model, they don't necessarily have to make it physically to class at a, uh, a given week. So we, we do have the ability to work with the demands in life. And that's, I mean, coming out of COVID, I mean, I know that we got used to it, but coming out of that, I mean, it's been a a blessing to be able to, you know, only have, you know, students have to come for their practical components. There's certain hands-on components in certain programs, not all of them. I mean, I can write a journal entry, you know, remotely, but, you know, certain things that have that remote uh, component, uh, you do have to come. But again, as I said, you have the kids, you have work. I mean, I have students tuning in from their, from their jobs between, you know, tasks. I mean, not every job will allow that, but, you know, those that do, I mean, that's, that's been amazing, especially in funeral where, at least we're hoping the employer is catering to their employee, you know, future success in that field. And, you know, I see them in the arrangement table. I see them, you know, at their desk and, you know, that's really been a, uh, a great thing. And I would, I would add to that as we have increasingly brought more students back to campus physically. Um, and we continue to provide the opportunity for the high flex model. For, for education. Um, we do recognize that there are, there are certain fields that the students do need to have the hands-on, the face-to-face -face interaction, whether we're talking nursing, dental hygiene, aviation maintenance, funeral service. That, that is a core component. But, but I would add, if you look at the scheduling that, that we put in place, we do try to, uh, to cluster um, some of that, that hands-on experience together so that we're trying to minimize the number of cycles that you have to come to and from campus. So we're, you know, we're cognizant of the life's demands on the students. And, and one of our, our goals is to, to make the educational process possible around the demands that the students have. We want to meet the students where they are, and we want to enable students to be successful to become and our, I know the Cape Cod uh, Community College Funeral Service Program specifically uh, has that ability where you do the high flex. You can do, you know, you can be in any state or country for that matter, tune in remotely by Zoom, didactic, but then on certain days you come, you do your practical components in the classroom for restorative art, for funeral directing, uh, and you, we do our mock arrangements. We're doing all of that and all of you know, the restorative aspects in the classroom, but then all your embalming is done where you are, and then you come out and you do your competency embalming with us. If you're local, then you know you're a little bit uh, more in tune with what we have going on locally. Uh, but we're able to, you know, basically handle both demographics, whether you're local or you're not. Um, but you know that practical component is, you know, fundamental. And then if you don't come for those practical components as you go along, now all of a sudden at the last semester. Um, we start making up your last four, you know, last four semesters, your full two years. You make up those those credentials in the last week or two, uh, and uh, yeah. So it, it it's sort of it's sort of the silver lining, if you will, of the pandemic that it forced us literally, you know, from one day to the next to pivot. And I know we don't always like to use that word, but to pivot to this virtual format where people physically couldn't come to campus, but we continued to maintain the educational experience. And through that process and through the growth that went on and the collaboration among faculty and introducing new technologies, we, 
we really opened the door to the notion of high flex, which is, is, is sort of the hybrid modality on steroids that students now have that flexibility week to week to decide, you know, if I can't make it to campus for this course this day, I can still log in and I can be an active, engaged learner in the classroom. And it works. And, and as, we've, as we've moved through this process over the two-plus years of the pandemic and now you know, getting hopefully further and further beyond the pandemic, we continue to grow off of that awareness and we build on that, that expertise so that what we have today in terms of the HyFlex model will really shape the institution of tomorrow and that will continue to evolve. So I, what, what we ultimately will have is a much stronger footprint to provide students an opportunity to learn at a distance without necessarily being here for every class. So it's, it's really, it's, it's driving that point home about meeting the students where they are to enable students to be successful within their life requirements. I know in my classroom, I've had students that tune in in both modalities for the same class because, you know, maybe they were, you know, I have students that have their parents are disabled, they're their care, they're their caretaker, um, or they're coming from work, they have distance to get to, go between classes, where they've actually tuned in. While I'm doing the housekeeping at the beginning of my class, they're tuned in by Zoom because the screen's on. You know, in our classroom, has, you know, for our listeners, has 75-inch touch screens in the room that are tuned into this. It's amazing technology. And they're tuned in by Zoom while they're in their car, while I'm doing all the housekeeping and kind of reviewing what, you know, what's coming up. But they're in my classroom. They may be a little late, but this student would have normally been late for a class. And now this student basically was tuned in for the housekeeping portion of my class. And now they've arrived for the actual note-taking and laboratory portion of the class. You know, first, I know one of my classes, first hours of lecture and the last three hours is lab. So they're there for those three hours. They're there for the most important part, but they were able to get there. They were able to actually get there and it, you know, uh, cater to their and you have lifestyle. The, you, you have for the entire class because you're able to log into it. And uh, if you can't necessarily have the two-way conversation at a specific point, you can at least hear what's going on. Um, but it, the, the critical piece is we continue to engage the learners as a teaching and learning institution, and we have continued to adopt technology to really help accelerate the access and, and to a certain extent to help contain the cost of higher education to make it accessible and affordable. Absolutely. Uh, anything else our listeners should know that we've... I, I would just, if I were wrapping up here, I would say this is a very exciting time. I'm, I'm doing some of the flailing that Dan was doing earlier with that excitement. You know, literally, game changer for higher education, the notion of free community college for those that are 25 and older. And I do think if you stick with us, you know, give us some time, I think that age requirement is gonna change. I think it's gonna be reduced over time, but you know, we're, we have to go through some, uh, um, some of the first steps to, to get to free community college. And I think that's where we are right now. But 
this is an exciting moment. And for those who are eligible, for those who started college before, you know, whether you're 25, whether you're 49 or 60, this is that moment to think about coming back, re-engaging in the higher ed experience, and uh, building your exposure in potentially a new field or sharpening your skills in, in the field you're in and, and really p positioning yourself for success in the future. That's really, that's why we're here and we want you to be successful and we want this to be an affordable experience as well. So welcome to Cape Cod Community College. While we're on the Four Seas campus, Next, we're going to talk to some of the Four Seas funeral students to get their testimony on how Mass Reconnect will affect their lives. So stay tuned. President Cox, it's been a pleasure having you on the show today. Dan, thank you. It's always a pleasure. I look forward to getting back up to BSU to see our labs there. And we have some even more exciting labs as we plan to move to a bigger, better location on the same campus. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, nice it's, things coming. There, there are very nice things coming. And I, to, to that point, I would just add that we have entered into a long-term agreement with Bridgewater State University to move, to relocate the, uh, the funeral service labs and classroom space. Um, to actually a more centralized um, location on the campus and a uh, little bit larger facility that will serve the long-term needs of uh, funeral service. So we're looking forward. We're very excited and we're very um, grateful for the partnership with Bridgewater State University. me greatly because I have to pay everything out of pocket. I get no help from uh, the state or anything like that. I don't qualify. So any kind of qualification and extra help would be beneficial in my, in my point of view. Um, I do not qualify for any FAFSA. Um, so this would be a big opportunity for me, especially where I pay gas, books, and other things out of pocket on my own. Being able to take this tuition part may be able to help get the person who's helping me get through school, buy those extra things on top. This would help me by being able to give more funds to my son for things that he needs with be able to pay off tuition, books, and remainder things. Uh, it would affect me really positively. I don't have a ton of financial aid left as uh, I'm a little bit older. I'm on the end of my degree there. So I, uh, a free tuition or anything like that would be uh, significantly appreciated. It would make uh, paying for my last bit a lot easier and really encouraging uh, to be able to finish my degree. college is coming to four C's and if you're over 25 and don't already have a college credential there's two steps you can take right now to get ready for it. Step one, apply to four C's. It's free and you're guaranteed acceptance into most programs. Step two, complete your FAFSA. We'll even help you do that. Get both of these things done now and you'll be fast-tracked for free college classes at four C's in September capecod.edu backslash free to learn more and get ahead.
Thank you for listening to this episode of Mortuary Mayhem. For links to information discussed during this episode, please visit the website at www.mortuarymayhem.com. Do you have questions, comments, suggestions for topics, or want to be a guest on the show? Email us at podcast at mortuarymayhem.com. We should do this again sometime.